Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the Cliff Dorfman Show. Jason Smith to uh, my left. That's me. To the left. To the left. All the Jason Smiths in a seat to the left. That's what Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to go Beyonce today. All right. You want to be happy. I've done something uh, for our guest today that I, I, ne- I don't do. I mean, I'm just so interested uh, with this guy and his writing and everything yeah. he does that I, I, I spent some time writing an oh, really? intro. I was going to say that you didn't stalk him. No, no, no. I'm not going to stalk. No, 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 you normally uh, stalk, and today you didn't stalk. So I was just trying to think of oh, something you Oh, I see you what do. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, right, right. Okay. He's like, I'm cutting. That's what you're good. No, no, no. I like it. I like it. But I just want to leave you out there to hang on it. So, uh, all right. So I want to be sure that first of all, uh, Jason, tell me I'm pronouncing it right. Right. Pronounce his name for me. Nick. Yeah, I know his first name. (laughs) Fucking asshole. I'm too white to pronounce his second name. Just pronounce his fucking second name for me. No, please don't make me mess this up. I can't pronounce anything right. Getta. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 Nick Getta. Yeah, you got it. See, I knew I had it. I see. Yeah. See, this is something I'm very afraid of. My wife harasses me for not being able to say words right like she doesn't like the way i say when when i say it when and she hates the way i say um well but what were you trying to say spell it w-h-e-n yeah when 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 yeah when yeah when yeah who says when whip. i say when Ooh, when yeah so you say when i say when when when, when. yeah but when i say you when this? you say when yeah yeah oh, so she teases when me that. might you be there oh. okay so <laughs> here's how and also do- again she i say it again i say again and when she says again, and she they, they tease me mercilessly. So I'm afraid when anybody asks me to pronounce something that it's just to hurt my feelings. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> right. So you fell right into that old routine of yep. feeling hurt and you're like scared. Yeah. Okay. Like Ladies dealer. and gentlemen, I want to announce our next guest. I did something I never do. Jason, what did I do? I wrote an intro. He wrote an intro. Yes. And I never do this. So I want to do this. So from HBO's Entree No series, Love Me at My Worst. This is coming up on HBO, yeah, right? Yeah. And let me just say this. This guy has seen Robbie Knievel jump two Budweiser trucks. You know that? No, I Live. did not know that. And Live. he videoed it. And he is a man who has studied sound waves in order to like achieve the best sound relation between the comedian and the audience. It's all true. And, by the way, he's very passionate about the delineation between a sketch and a set. Really? Comedians do a fucking set. They yeah. don't perform a little sketch That's or a true. skit. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, you have to check this guy out if you don't know him, which I'd be very surprised. Nick Guerra. Yay. Yes. Hey, well, I can't no. like that. Is this one of those things where I'm supposed to guess one of those was being wrong? Or they were oh, all, no, they're, they're all, all right. Uh, yeah, That's I why I did this. I can't believe you, you saw the uh, Robbie Knievel thing. <laughs> I met him in Austin, man. Yeah, I don't fuck around. Yeah, yeah that's, I really... that's deep. That's 2007, 2008. Welcome to our show. Wow. So I'm gonna start. <laughs> so I'm gonna start our show like with I do with everybody, which is, Nick. So uh, you were born. Yes. Where were you born? I was born in South Texas, McAllen, Texas. Do you know where McAllen is? I lived there for three months. I oh, was really? Embedded with the Border Patrol. Oh, okay. In McAllen, like. Yeah, I was well, that, there that's, for a that's long time. That's the place to be. McAllen. Yeah, wow, of, of the entire South Texas. <laughs> well, I'm saying. So you're born. Brothers, sisters, you're the youngest, yeah, oldest? Two sisters, one one older, one younger. I'm in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're born into one older sister, your mom and your dad? Yeah. What's your mom's name and your dad? Uh, and your Glenda and uh, sisters Ilsa and my dad's Valentine. Okay, so Valentine and Glenda have you, and they're like, oh, we got a boy. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. They're not going to stop. There's still one for another girl. Well, no, I don't know about that. Right, not yet. I think, honestly, I think that the girl, and I, I hope she doesn't get upset with me saying this, was trying to save the marriage. 
one last time. It didn't work. Uh, uh, no, no, no. They divorced like when I was 16. Okay, but I was already saved it for a while. Enough. Yeah, it did. We're yeah, saved. that really yeah. did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, yeah. Stuck, they, they stuck there, you know, yeah. until it was like, basically my parents found out that in the, they are best friends mm-hmm. I mean, or were best friends, you know? So it was like two best friends living together. I didn't understand this, but everything felt normal to me. My dad slept in a separate room for my mom. And that's just how I thought it was. Right. You know, totally get it. Because when you're in the house, you don't know that there's. But was it like that from birth? No, no, no. So no. you're born and they're in the same room. Yeah, you're, you're a baby smoking cigarettes in the same room. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking great. In McAllen, have you ever been to McAllen, Jason? No, I have not. I mean, McAllen is a the quintessential border town. If I if I may. Yeah, it, it, it's the more hipper of the border towns. Yes, right. you're right. It's uh, the Silver Lake of uh, border well, towns. Well, we were talking. Yeah, to there you go. Actually, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we had Christina Rodlow on the show and Christina was saying how where she lived in Mexico and like Reynosa, the big deal was to go to McAllen for mm-hmm. like the weekend for like once a year like, and go shopping. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 People came and they, they it was the hip center. It was like this is where things are new. Yes. Basically McAllen was the probably the first city in that area that got a Starbucks, a Panera mm. Bread, mm. things like that, you know? Yeah, Updated the movie yeah. theaters. Right. <laughs> oh, st- first one to get stadium seating. And, yeah. And, like that's and an atmosphere. And I, and I remember that. I remember when it was like, oh, we're going from six movies to 17? What's what's happening? You but know? did it hit you that the influx of money was coming from, like at the time it wasn't Homeland Security, but it was uh, the Department of Justice, you know, feeding well, the Border Patrol and the DEA? Yeah, actually, no, because, you know, if since you've been down there, uh, unless you're in that that world, you don't realize it. That's 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 the thing. Same thing with like me growing up with my, so you know, around my parents is it didn't. It was just part this of the normal. world. Smoking yeah. cigarettes in the room. And this is the normal way of it's life. It's just the part of the part of the world that existed. And then I didn't realize like once you leave McAllen. You see how everyone else exists. Oh, yeah. And then you realize nobody understands how you existed. You know? That's deep. Yeah. See, I knew I was going to like this one, Jason. <laughs> I, tell oh, I think about it all the time because I, I always constantly think of what keeps people in the in the cities that they're in. You right. know, like Texas is filled with little towns. And a lot of people don't leave them. A lot of people don't leave them. You know, you know you, they, they have their routine. They go to that Whataburger on Sunday dressed up in <laughs> camouflage, and they talk about the Little League football game they just watched. I've seen excited. that. Yeah, and they're, they're excited. And they're really talking about it. And happy, it. Mm-hmm. by the way. It's not even a judgment. No, 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 it's, no, no. They're happy. I don't get how people don't leave, but I see it, and I'm fascinated with it, and I think McAllen is a very big example of that town. Yeah. Well, and it, there's so many reasons why people don't leave South Texas. Okay, so 80 miles north of McAllen is uh, the Falfurias checkpoint, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I do. So it's that fear of... I can't go more north because I will be deported back. I've already made it into McAllen. Just stay here. Don't move. Yeah. So for generations, people were afraid. A lot of people that were first generation or, you know, undocumented working on it uh, would not go past Falfurias. Now, Falfurias is is like still three hours away from San Antonio. Okay. So we are even like... Mm -hmm. I, I tell people there's two borders mm-hmm. in in when you're it's near so a border town. So important to know. It's there's very important. There's the to Mexican know. border, and then there's the you made it, but you're not going to go further than this border. <laughs> That's right. a real fucking yeah. thing. And then like you a, see it's it, almost like a DMZ kind of thing. Yeah, it's like that. You're good here. Yeah. You made it. You this is your people. Yes. Yeah, this is your people. Right. You can just Stay chill, here. right? And you're good. We're not even going to fuck with you over here. Yeah. And you know what? You also had and correct me. I don't know if you had any friends who were like this, but I, I found a lot of people were first generation born, but their parents were illegal. But the first generation 
Generation Borns grew up and actually became Border Patrol. I worked and with them. And there's that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who were born in McAllen, you know, as legal. Their parents weren't. And then they're going and working with, with the Border Patrol. Yeah. Did you know? I mean, yeah, definitely yeah. that happens. You know, I mean, it's it's work. It's just like you said. It's yeah. the industry it's, down yeah, there. It so really it's is. A job. It's funding it. All right, so let's get back to you. You're a kid. Your parents are smoking cigarettes in the upstairs bedroom. Everything seems normal. <laughs> upstairs, thank you. Yeah, right. I, you know, did you not have an upstairs? No, no, we didn't have upstairs. It was just in the back. <laughs> it was the back bedroom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you and your sister. You each had a bedroom, right? You weren't sharing a bedroom? No, I, see, here's the thing. Yeah, tell me. I don't remember life before my little sister. You just took my next question away because yeah. I was going to say, what's your first memory? I, I that's what I, I struggle with. My first what I kind of really remember was probably third grade. Everything else I think I've just been told and remembered. Whoa. So like second or third grade was was where I started actually remembering. So things. like six, seven years old. Yeah. Was your real first where I it's my nobody could tell me these memories. <laughs> Every memory before that, somebody had to tell me. The the smoking the cigarettes, I learned that. I saw pictures of that. Uh, you know, I see pictures of me in the backyard playing with my little sister or my, my older. I remember that third grade was the first time. Cause I guess maybe that's the first time that I was around kids that, uh, were new to me. So my brain finally started clicking and remembering these things. So until you were, let's say second grade, who were you around? Uh, well, my dad was a teacher at the elementary that I was at, so maybe that's a teacher. Yeah, so maybe that stunted it and making me just feel like, oh, this is just more extended family. Huh. And what I grade? didn't really have to. Uh, Did he teach? He, te- he taught first grade. First grade. Mm-hmm. And your mom, was she working or a stay at home mom? She was uh, bouncing in and out of lots of jobs. My mom is the reason that I can handle stand up comedy because uh, she did gigs basically but little stints in different careers whether it was working with a real estate agent or working for the catholic diocese or working for a a print company my mom was the one that was always hustling selling mary Kay, trying to figure out a job wow and she'd bring in income and doing these things it wasn't like she was like oh i'm on yeah she'd bring in income but my dad was the the guy right he's teaching that's insurance healthcare, the whole thing well my dad was a migrant worker uh, wow. so he would travel up to Kansas to go work the fields with his, with his family when he was like six, seven, eight, ten. You know what I'm saying? So. No, yeah. I don't. Oh, no. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen me, dude? Like, well, yeah. I mean, you know, because I was, it's a family thing. Back know. then it was like, we're all going together. We're going to go to either Kansas or Michigan. A lot of people went to Michigan. Uh. From Texas. From Texas. Right. From South Texas. And we're going to work the fields all together as a family. And how long would they go? I, that I don't know. Like, My okay. dad never spoke about it too much, you know, so wow. he didn't. I learned it because my dad's family, what you learn about like migrant workers or people that live in the border and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. they are silent people. They don't they don't just talk about their life. You work until you die and you die from working. The end. You know, it's just that way. I do, which is why I'm so amazed already at how much you're opening up. But I would think it because of your art, you know, and where you're at and what you talk about. Because I have to figure out like I had to figure out in my mind. Why, like, I'm, I'm always like, why am I this way, and why is the world this way? Yeah, that's it, what we're here to find out, is why you are this way. And that's yeah. what this show does. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? that's what oh, we okay, do. Okay. So why you are this way been, and how you got here. You've been wasting a lot of time doing it. You should have just showed yeah, up. Yeah, you should have just come up, <laughs> come up sooner, Nick. I'm there you go. You. We'll figure it all out. Now, 
Okay, see, this is fascinating because what you're saying, and I think it's, again, important for anyone who's listening to really understand, McAllen is the front line between, you know, it is one of the larger border towns well, in it's, America. It, if, to put it in context, right now, currently, it is where the biggest, uh, the controversy of the kids in cages. Right. It's McAllen. Yes. I've seen that yeah. uh, that center. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was really hard to hear that about my city because it's like well that's not all we are but now that's all we're known for let me ask you a question it's so interesting the things you say so let me ask you a question Nick. did you ever have a moment when you decide and we're going to get to you deciding in all of this you know wanting to be a stand-up and do this as an art mm-hmm. and as a profession uh, did you ever have a moment though in coming from a place like McAllen where you, where you said yourself it's a silent place it's a you know you work till you die you die from that's that's that that's that's how texas mexican do you ever feel like you were having some kind of betrayal by speaking about it and well you know what's crazy is so i didn't realize this and i realized it more Mm -hmm. in this facebook era a couple of years ago i started talking about the two borders and the way that that changed our mindset and i immediately started getting attacked from a lot of people from south texas so it was different attacks like, fuck you, that's just how it is. Right. Stop being a pussy, man up, things like that. Yeah, don't talk about don't talk shit. About, you know, what yeah, happens in McAllen stays in McAllen. And in my head, I was like, oh, you're reading it wrong, but I'm glad people are seeing like this is the attitude. Right. That, that, that. We don't talk about we it. We don't talk about it. Right. What the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, you can't handle it? <laughs> yeah. And then fucking, I'm not scared <laughs> of that border. You know, it's shit like that. And it's that machismo, and I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. You know, I was I was trying to tell people. Yeah, because you like you said, you've read my stuff. Yeah. So I'm very picky with what I push across. But I understand that it's going to it's going to be taken the wrong way if you don't read it properly. So immediately from people in McAllen, because it doesn't matter what you're saying. Yeah. The fact that you're saying because they didn't understand. Yeah. They didn't understand that I was trying to point out how we are not looked at as uh, fully American because of those. Because of that, two borders. It's a big deal, and that's yeah. where you're growing up. So you're growing up in this kind of identity crisis, you know, a- as a child, right? So yeah. you're now you're six, seven. You're in elementary school, and uh, well, in, and in you're McAllen. being your teachers and your your principals are all people that stayed there. Mm-hmm. They're all people that went to the colleges there. Right. In fact, I remember, and it took me a while to remember this. In high school, we were only recommended to go to like colleges no further than San Antonio. So it was like stay down it's the here. second border. Because you will not be able to handle, and and honestly, every time when I moved to Dallas and I brought friends with me, they all moved back. That's a ballsy move. Yeah, like Dallas is a big one. That's what I'm saying. Like you, sh- you could have just jumped to like San Antonio, gone to Jaguars a little, and maybe Dude. checked it out and dipped your toe. Yeah, you went right to fucking I went Dallas. To Dallas, which is a, which was a weird culture shock. I mean, that's you know but, you were asking for it, so. but I don't want to go. I don't want to go too far. Ahead. No, 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 no. I, see, you catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I love this, Jason. How are you feeling so far? I like this. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, this is what yeah. I'm talking about. This is the depths of. Well, it's it's just a weird like when you grow up in those small towns, you don't realize because you you're a kid mm-hmm. that you are being taught the values and the principles of whoever is around yep. you and stayed there. Yep. And that's true of any small town. And that town. becomes your narrative. And that just becomes if your narrative. If you believe it, you're like, oh shit, they all told yeah. me that. They're big people that, like, yeah. who talk to me and I should listen. Yep, and there's always these undertones of their fears that they instill in that's you. exactly right. So it's fear going north, fear change, fear getting into a, a city where you're not the majority race. Because mm-hmm. down in McAllen, I thought everybody was Mexican. <laughs> 
You know, right, you're I had no clue. Uh, yeah. Yep. Even even the white people acting Mexican. And they're married a lot of times to Mexicans. Yeah. People, there's a lot of that. I mean, and it, everyone's thrilled. Yeah. It's a very it's happy place, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you yeah. Can go down. Have you, did you ever go down and sit on like the border there at the Rio? Just uh, by the dirt mounds and well, kind of look sit over. On it. No, no, no. Oh, but I, I, I mean, we did go down. <laughs> I, I would go down and I, sit I, and just I like would look. Go, I would go across the border, go to my doctor. We well, had a family doctor border. in Mexico. But yeah. I'm saying I would go in McAllen, right up to the Rio there, and just chill. Oh, I think I think I've seen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's like it's barely the this table yeah. is the is the crossing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Jason. You got to go. Yeah, yeah. I've, well, I haven't. I've been to other border towns. I just haven't been to McAllen, and I'm excited to check this one. Yeah, out. like like the the reason. Like I'll tell you how crazy it is the way that you. I saw the world. I thought Eminem was Mexican. Mm-hmm. You thought Eminem was Mexican? Yes. I wow. mean, because it didn't make sense. First <laughs> off, it didn't make white... sense that a white guy was rapping. Yeah. Right. But he kind of had like an accent. Ah. Uh, oh. Okay. And so I was like, this guy is obviously <laughs> I, hell I, Mexican. I thought it was the long like white me. T-shirt he used to wear. <laughs> Maybe that too. It was the whole. It was the whole essence of it. You know. I By the way, I, I completely get what you're saying. Yeah. All right. And and it and you know here's another thing I'll throw at you Please. to have pale skin in South Texas means for some reason you're wealthy and smart. Mm. You know. Were you either? Uh, no, no, no. I think we, we were very middle class. My dad right. was a teacher. Right. He wasn't making money. He right. just was good at saving it. But you are smart. But, I mean, you've been, yeah. obviously this doesn't pop well, because, out at 16. But, you're a smart but kid. But that's also the, uh, that's also the, the messed up thing about growing in a, a ethnic area is that if you look like you're smart, people will speak to you like you're smart. And if you look like you're dumb, they'll speak to you like you're street. Like, mm. so down there, there's wow. a lot of like, hey, como estas, way? How you doing, way? That, that's my buddies that are a little shade darker than me. Somehow, I never picked up on that. Interesting. And that it's because really nobody would talk to me like that. So did you consider yourself being pale? You know, w- were you in the middle? Did you find like it was harder to find a well, place? Well, I, I, I think being pale in, in down there, because I'm 100% Mexican. But, but being pale, I... I uh, you could easily be like, oh, I'm, no, I could have. I'm Jewish. I wanted to prove that I, I was, and we didn't even know what Jewish was. I wanted to prove. <laughs> that's, by the way, let that sink in. Yeah. They don't have anything against us. They just didn't know what we were. No, I right? thought, I thought everybody real. was Catholic. And Mexican. Ev- I thought every version of religion was Catholicism <laughs> in some way. I did not understand. You're living in a, a real, like a bubble. Yeah. Right. It's like, why are we going to talk about it when it's not here? And I think I did have Jewish friends, but mm-hmm. it didn't click in my head that this was a religion or anything. <laughs> it was just you know? an extension of yeah. Catholicism. Yeah. Cliff, you know why part of the reason I kind of like this? What? I was raised in Reno, Nevada, which is very white. I was th- okay, I okay. Right. This, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm my, about to be there in two weeks. My, my, my dad is nice. Mexican and my mom's Irish. Oh, okay. So okay. I lived the opposite world of you where I was just all around white people. Yeah. <laughs> and we also didn't know what Jews were. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. There's certain, there's certain town. It just, it's it, our best it's not there. Yeah. Secret is yeah. I, I, people there, do not know about it. There us. was a synagogue, but I never saw anybody go in and out. It was like the Willy Wonka factory. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You just never saw anybody leave. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I mean, we never saw, like, the Hasidic Jews, anything like that, oh, you know. No. And then there was just no sense of what it was. But I think that's what helped me learn about other cultures freely because I didn't already have stereotypes put in me. Honestly, the Makes the sense. biggest exposure to any kind of culture uh, ended up being, like, uh, In Living Color mm-hmm. for me. The best. You know, because that's when I started because they had a lot of race-based Homie don't play Sketch that. It. So I started understanding <laughs> right. from comedy what the hell this was. So that's this really was. your first sort of entree yeah. into this 
idea that this is something you could do? Well, no, no, no. Because okay, so let's get Sal there. Te- okay, okay. All right, so let's get All there right. then. So, you see, but this is what I like. So, so if you remember back in the day, mm-hmm. whoever was on TV was on TV. Okay, wait, I'm going to stop you for one second because I really want you to answer the question that I asked sorry, earlier. Sorry. No, 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 don't be. It? it was a I good digression. It. Yeah. I just, it'll, it'll swing back around nicely. Growing up there, being pale, but 100% Mexican, where did you fall? Where so, did you feel like you fell? I wanted to prove because mm-hmm. you want to prove. Right. Because the especially in in ethnic communities being seen as white is being seen as as you know like you're more privileged you got it better than us that's so, a real so, thing yeah and you're nerdy and you're this and that and you're smart and you got it all so you're you 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 can't even relate and it's like i relate i want to relate <laughs> i grew up right there yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm your I grew neighbor up with you i grew up with you right you know? and it was fuck? that but a lot of pale there's a lot of pale mexicans in texas cuz of the spanish right you know, Spaniards are yeah, not, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, the pale. So right. it was that it was that desire. Like I want to prove that I am Mexican, and what do I do to prove it to you? And unfortunately, since people spoke oh. to me differently, and I couldn't speak Spanish, and it made it even harder to you prove. You don't speak Spanish, not really. You know, Fantastic. so it was all these things of like I stop because it was an insult to be called white. Because it felt like, even though they thought you were more privileged and all, it still was because an it was an insult, right? Wow. Because that's how they that's directed funny. it. They didn't direct it as a compliment. It's never. It was never thrown at you as like, oh, you're white, you're fine. It was. See, that's it's an how, insult. It's fucking degrading. That's how you know you're not white because a white guy goes, "Thank you." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thanks, I appreciate it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm white. Like, yeah, and you don't know. You're it was an idiot. just that. It would like, just hit you, me. like, yeah, and you're like, wait, this is a fucking insult. Like what the fuck are you calling me that You're for? You're saying it to be mean, you know. Okay, so where do you where do you fall when that starts to happen? What what? How do you start to I, deal with that? I mean, you learn to deal with it. You learn to say that you'll do certain things that are predominantly Mexican. Oh, I'll eat menudo. I don't care. You know, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> tell me what that is. Uh, menudo is like <laughs> a, a tripe stew. So it's basically the intestines of the cow. And there stuff you like, go. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. looking for. The intestines yeah, 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 yeah. of the cow. Oh, I'll eat this. Yeah. I don't care. Did right? you? Yeah, of course. Oh, I love it. Oh, you oh, do? I love it. Yeah, oh, really? Man. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. just saying that. No, no, no. I love it. I didn't eat it for a long time. Okay. And then because of the smell. And then there was one day where I was really cold. I was 15. I was at a quinceanera, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I was actually the the main girl's, her, her chambalan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they I had menudo that. and I was like, I'm cold. I want to eat this. I was actually in Parts of four quinceaneras. <laughs> That's how wow. Mexican I am. I mean, <laughs> if anyone's got any beef, yeah. fuck off. This guy yeah, has yeah, done yeah. it all. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, but like, it so, is that uh, it is that weird insult of like what? Is it? Then you realize that right. the insult, like this is what I learned leaving. I was like, this is the stupidest thing to feel insulted by, and it's the stupidest insult to have. So you're trying to insult me because I speak better. Because yeah. I, I just happen to get better grades than you. And right. so for some reason you think that white is is insulting. Right. You know, and so I had to learn all that Interesting. and accept it and be like, oh, you don't even know what you're talking about. And how are you even processing it? Because everyone in your family is Mexican. Your dad, your mom, your yeah. sisters. It's like. You, you well, they, they just they were all. And here's the other part. I forgot to say this. I'll add this. Please. So my dad was a, a migrant worker. The choice that was given to him was like you either work in the fields with us or you go to college. So he chose to go to college, knocked it out in three years, right? Got it done. But it was an Where insult to, to his family. Like some of them were upset that he went that to college. That he chose to go to college. Yeah. You know? That's but deep, then, man. But they were all, I think my dad and my mom were part of that first generation of their families 
to start going into college. Right. So all of the the around that time, divorce was starting to come become a thing. College was starting to become a thing. Advancement of your life, because before that was like you stay with who you're married with. You stay as dumb as you are. You work until you die. And let's just be clear. We're, we're not talking a hundred fucking years ago. No, Jason. 80s. Like, this, is what I'm, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, let's be really clear this about this. the 70s and 80s. Yeah, this is not a fucking long time no. ago. Like, this is a blink of an eye, and this is what we're living with. Yeah. All right. Continue, so please. You, you see that in the trends of, of just America where people are finally seeing that there's a way out. There's more beyond it. And now it's it's not as looked down upon anymore. But I'm right on that edge of right before that tip of right. like, are we going to stay the way we are right. or are we going to yeah, advance? Evolve and yeah. advance and move forward with, you know. Yeah. Are we going to be accepting of the Starbucks and the Panera Bread when they come in? And that's really it. It's right. like, are we going to bring in new things or are we going to just, no, this is our town. We go to this coffee shop. The end. Right. Stay the fuck out. Yeah. And, you know, you're not welcome. Yeah. All right. So now you're in elementary school. You're, you're doing well right and so yeah, yeah are you having any thought that well like, then that's where i learned i was funny okay so was elementary yeah, school this is what i want to hear How did so you, you know watching like uh you know of course around that time i, I grew up with a lot of the uh stripes mm -hmm. you know a lot of the bill murray movies my parents love bill murray then i realized it's because <laughs> when they were <laughs> that know. age right uh he was the hip thing saturday night live was hip oh so god bless saturday night live for bringing that hipness to South Texas. Oh, that's where that actual not ready for primetime players, Bill Pretty Murray, much. John Belushi, uh, Gilda Radner, all those people were like that first big thing that got broadcast in McAllen. Well, it was probably, I'm, I'm guessing that was probably wow. where they were like, the only reason that I'm into Steve Martin and Bill Murray, because I got into them, you know, let, like I said, my first memory was six, seven, or eight. Right. So they were already... <laughs> Yeah. In the game. Yeah, they're doing it. Yeah. Right. You know, Steve, they've already done Three Amigos. They've already done Ghostbusters, That's Groundhog Day. You know what I'm right. saying? Oh, I do. So right. it's, it's, I'm growing up with that okay. yeah. as comedy. But where are you realizing you're funny? Like, what happens? Well, then I start imitating it. And this is at, like, what age? Uh, Third grade, which yeah, would be, eight, what? Eight, nine. Eight, right. Yeah. yeah. So there. I start imitating, like, uh, apparently I've already wanted to be funny, but this was a time that I would see something like a Pratt fall, and I'd go and I'd do it in front of my... My friends at, at elementary, I'd right. fall on my back or I'd do something ridiculous. You'd yeah. learn it from the TV. And then I'd go then and go attempt and you'd it. you'd like perform it. Yep. Right. And so then that's where I started doing that. Did you know when you were learning it at home, like you're figuring out the pratfall, that you're like, I'm going to do this tomorrow at school and it's going to get a laugh? I, You know what? Maybe. More than likely. I, or I was just like, oh, I, I can pull this off. Hey, but you knew you were practicing it to perform it. Yeah, like you didn't I can just do, do this. it in your living room and then go, fuck it, I did it. No, like, no, 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 no. I'm this like, is for something. We're going to go take this somewhere. There's a payoff. Yeah. And you took it to school? Mm hmm. You remember it? Took it to school. I remember falling on my back, yeah, yeah. and being like, this <laughs> How'd it is go? Oh, I was like, man, I could do this. I'm not left. hurt at all, not realizing I'm a kid. <laughs> yeah, it actually hurts. And that's why I doesn't. Yeah, I'm like, older. Oh, there's no pain here at all. I can't do this shit. I'm not a kid. <laughs> yeah, your mind. Get me a double. <laughs> yeah. But you do it, you get a laugh. Yeah, get that, a laugh. What does that register as in your brain? As uh, Well, I've, I I was recently talking to this about somebody. We all choose a form of survival in, uh, in social environments, and uh, some of us get tats to show off like, I'm going to tat my whole face, so that's my form of survival. Yep. You're going to be afraid of my appearance, so you're going to leave me alone. It's armor. Life and then, armor. Let, humor is is my life armor, which most comics that's our form of survival. When we went into these into these elementaries and middle schools, and we didn't know anybody, humor was what 
Humor's acceptance, humor's yep. love, humor's everything. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't beauty. I'm not gonna get beauty, but I'll get humor. Yep. You get humor, <laughs> it's better than beauty. Yep. You know, the the hottest girl, if you're funny, they don't care how you look. Yeah. You know, they they're pretty open. If you're funny, yeah, people yeah, if love you're funny. funny. Yep. My dad got me on the phone the other day. He goes, What are you doing? What are you writing? If you call Reiner and Miller, funny is money. That's my dad. Funny is money. You want to make money? Be funny. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not. I'm. I'm okay. I'm not like a professional funny guy. Dad, st- I'll call you. I'll, I'll call you <laughs> but this being said, you learn this. You get this. You get this acceptance, which you haven't really been kind of feeling because no, 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 because in between. Yeah, because when I went into third grade, I went to a Catholic school, mm. which was uh, like I said for the first elementary years, it was w- uh, in a school where my dad was at, so I possibly felt comfortable there. Oh, the okay. Catholic school was the first time there was no, my cousins maybe, but there was no like authority figure that I knew. You're on your own. There's yeah. no uh, life And the raft. first day I got bullied. I got pushed around because I was a little kid. I'm still a little dude. Mm-hmm. So I was even smaller then. Right. And then uh, I remember freaking out, crying, going mm-hmm. home. And then all of a sudden I come back and somehow I'm the funny guy. You reinvented yourself. Yep. And, and now you realized you could. Yep. That's a big revelation at eight years old. It's yeah, not, yeah, it's not a joke. At this point, though, it doesn't register that it's a thing you can make money at, but it does no. register yeah. that this is my life armor. This Th- is this a survival is tool, yeah. and I can get through almost the rest of my school with this. Yeah. I'm just going to keep this. doing this. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, at eight yeah, years please. old, I thought I was going to be the magic guy, like just perform magic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So I would have loved to have been decided, the magic guy. So I realized I wasn't very good at it, um, and huh. tried to. Yeah, I, I did have I trick. I, gonna, I did have trick decks and things yeah. like that. Really? It was. It was like I performance is survival. Yep. So maybe that's just it. Performance uh, is survival. At eight years old, I was playing Mozart. So yeah. For me, it was doing recitals. You know, and so for some people, performance is along. survival. Some people, physical activity is yep. survival, yeah. and some Athletics. people. Uh, anti-socialness is survival. So those are probably the three realms of survival that you can have as a kid in elementary or middle school. Yeah, unless you're one of those people that's just born into the the blessing right away, where you're like, "Hey, I'm cool automatically. I came yeah, yeah, out of yeah, the yeah. womb, I had some glasses." Well, and they uh, usually have been martini. with that. They've been with that class forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's also what I learned. Right, because I we couldn't afford to stay in Catholic school, so I had to eventually go to a public school in McAllen. Well, how'd they get you into the Catholic school to start with? My mom. You see, this is what I think it was. My cousins were going there Mm -hmm. it was in edinburgh edinburgh's right next to mccallan my cousins were there and so my mom wanted to keep up with uh with the joneses so let's throw them in there right throw our kids no matter we'll pay for it we'll find a way Yeah, we'll find a way and then it was like we can't afford it you and your both your sisters uh i think it was just me and my older sister you and your older sister yeah and that's still two kids in private school i mean yeah that's fucking ridiculous yeah yeah so we were there for like three years then they did it for three years that's just that's a the struggle's real that's no we went for three years man and you know what's crazy there's an elementary school right near our house so I'm sure my dad was freaking out like they're literally a yeah, walk like, away and from a middle school. And a med- so we went to middle school near my house. Right. And that's when I learned because now I'm back in that situation. I don't know anybody. You right. Because all these kids from the Catholic school, they're staying. The Catholic school feeds all the way to high yep. school. So they're just there forever. They're there forever. Right. And and the kids that are in the middle school all went to elementary, elementary school. Right. So I came in a so again, middle the school. New guy. new guy. Even in the small town. You're still yep. this new guy all the time. Yep. And it's right down my, and I had to learn again <laughs> how to survive in that environment. Like, okay, I'm not accepted. Because the thing with small, with smaller towns and cities right. is it's a lot of clicks. Yeah. 
No matter what, that's just the the nature of it. <laughs> you're not getting around it. You're either going to survive or you're going to survive until you can get out and then find your people. Yeah. You're going to do one of two things. I yeah. was the one, you know, I survived until I got out. Again, I didn't have it tough. But I'm saying, like, even in the town with my clicks, until I got out and then I was like, let and me find you know my what? people. I was thinking about this last night, mm-hmm. all right, about the whole idea of suffering and, and how people, because I, I watch My 600-Pound Life, okay. you know, and it's- Oh, that must be Well, watching rough. it, it's always the- you can see the same problems and habits again and again and again. Right. And down somewhere, it, it, it forms in the sense of you haven't suffered like me. And people do that. And I'm going to show you what that looks like. Yeah. And it's just like, and everyone, all of us have suffered. 100%. Everybody has suffered. Yep. And any amount of suffering is suffering. Yep. You know, it's because we can only, it's all relative. Indeed. So it's that. It's that idea of like, you know, this this idea of like, oh, you're not Mexican like me. You're not this like it's all relative suffering. You're not Mexican like me because you're not poor like me and you don't you know, so right. it's that. Your dad has a job and your mom yeah, is there, you're exactly. at this other and school it doesn't and fuck ma- you. Or, yeah, or even I know who my dad is and stuff like so it's real. It's real. And you're getting the brunt of it. Yeah. Because asking for it. And in my head it's like I don't understand yeah, like what what I do. I just I'm just, just rolled up me. here, right? I, 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 I'm just trying to go to get an education. Yeah, and in my head, I'm like, I'm suffering. Yeah. And I think everybody goes to that too yes. at some point, especially in the teenage years. I'm suffering. It's the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. It, don't, it doesn't matter what it is to anyone else. It's currency in America. It suffering really is. is currency. And more and more we become you know, technologically connected and fame, uh, the psychology of fame becomes prevalent. I think this is a, uh, suffering is a form of, Notoriety. It is, man. It's you know? a pity party. It's a party still. Yeah. Like, hey, look what I went through. Can everybody accept me? Yeah. If I suffer enough, maybe somebody will open up a GoFundMe for me. <laughs> and That's funny. And send me to Disneyland. But true. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, which is closed now, right? <laughs> All right. So you're in middle school. Now, is it middle school or high school? This is something to ask. Is it middle school or high school where you start to realize, I can, I can transition. Does someone come to you and see that you're funny and tell you? Uh, I think I I think uh, well see that's the thing stand up was never ever in the scope that's why I'm asking because for where you're coming from where you're Um, coming from high school was definitely the refinement of humor Mm -hmm. that's when I was sure I was the funny kid and uh, I learned this later on even more so when my mom was like oh yeah every time you'd have friends around they'd all be laughing Mm -hmm. and you'd just be performing and this and that and then I realized I could go into all the groups because I was the funny guy. Right. So that was survival. That that helped me out in high school because I knew the gangsters. I knew the dope dealers. I knew the jocks. Mm-hmm. I knew the J-R-O-T-C. I knew the theater people. I was in band. I knew the band people. Are you were in know? band? What'd you play? Yeah, uh, trombone. Can you still play? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably terrible. But uh, you could play back. Isn't pro- that crazy? Yeah. You knew an instrument. Yeah, I knew and an instrument. And you just forgot it. I just forgot yeah, it. Like, fuck I'm sure the trombone. I can play a little bit, but I'm like, well, I don't know what's yeah, going nah, on. No, fuck this. I'm not uh, doing this anymore. Well, because you can't perform and play a trombone. <laughs> no, you really can't. There's <laughs> no solo. It's the one instrument that you can't really bring on stage. Well, one of the few. Yeah, yeah one of the few, but you're, yeah. you're right. I was the upright bass. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, where are you going with that? just can't do with this. Try to carry that home. But it's that... It's that S, and it's funny because I played trombone. Mm-hmm. My mom just got me a trombone from the pawn shop, which was the cheapest thing ever. Right, right. I, I learned out. Who's it was, buying that? I didn't even know it was a practice trombone, but that's that's the. Oh, that's idea. a thing. Yeah, There's like it's just trombone? a practice, like first level trombone, mm-hmm. which I didn't learn until I accidentally ended up in the better band. 
and my the the uh, accidentally what someone thought you might be good I and you weren't. I was very smart in math. Uh-huh. So oh, I was math is music. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I was I was supposed to be in calculus, and the only way that I could be in calculus, which I failed completely because I didn't take it the, with the teacher before, <laughs> uh, I was the switching of of okay. Well, here's the switching of classes. So right. you're gonna have to do if you're gonna continue band, you're gonna be in the top band. So it was an education was, thing because you were smart. They're like, oh, you have to go in this level if you keep this level of course. Yeah, just because of the schedule. There's okay. this only. This right. is the only slot for band. So you get put in this better band, but you're kind of. But not- I have a terrible instrument, and that's when I learned that. Okay, so that's where the frugalness and the fact that we weren't rich started appearing. Yeah, it's like, oh, clear, I'm not rich enough to have a good instrument. And the school's not giving you an instrument. No. Let's be clear about that. McAllen did not have a program to give, you know, a band program where you can come in and get an instrument and sign it out and take it home and that's your instrument for the semester. Yeah, no. Nothing. No, no, no. So if you wanted to play band, you had to go buy an instrument. You had to go buy upkeep. yep. And I they mm-hmm. they did not like me in that band or the the main director didn't like me. Yeah. Right? I mean, Which is fine. Because I was him? I was I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care. care. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I, I was already be here in the first guy. place. Yeah. yeah. I was already I was already fine. got my place. I got my place. Yeah. I've been Band's making people it. laugh for three yeah. three years. This is not it. As long as you can play that thing goes Oh, he hated that I would add I would add shit to the end of songs. You had the perfect instrument for a comedian. He fucking hated it. Yeah, there you go. What was his name? Uh I forget. Come on. But there I wanna know now. All right, go on. Anderson. There you go. I knew you knew Mr. Anderson. All right. So it, now I want to know. So you're going now. This is high school, right? In band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I actually learned it in third grade in, in Catholic school. <laughs> you learned the trombone? Yep. And this, so this has been getting you by yep. for and like then, seven and then years I, you now. You know what? I, I was in middle school. I was uh, in band, a trombonist. Yeah. yeah. And now you're in high school and you're in the better band. Yeah. With a shitty instrument. With a shitty instrument. And had no idea. No, what you're doing. Don't care. You're 10th, 11th grade. You're getting good grades. Otherwise, yeah, I'm right? doing good. Right, so are you thinking I'm going to go to college? Like, what do you? What, what at this point is like looming so, in your mind? Fifteen, you know, fifteen and a half. Because about you're not thinking about show business. No, no, no. Senior year, I was like, okay, I want to do something creative. I do want to do that, and I was hoping. I was already dabbling in. I put a a little mini show together where I got three of my buddies that were in bands, huh. and I actually asked a buddy like, hey, can we use your ranch? I'm going to put on a concert. And, uh, yeah. Cool. And my friend was like, at, at the day of, he's like, my dad won't let us have the ranch. So I was like, all right. And I <laughs> called up my mom and said, hey, I'm bringing everybody over to the house. We moved everything out of the living room. Wow. Set up for the bands. And I threw a mini concert in my house. How'd it go? It was great. People right. had a lot, <laughs> they had and a fun were time. Were you doing sets? Uh, I was, I thought I was going to be a rapper. So I was trying to rap. <laughs> That's a real thing. You yeah, were standing man. up and trying to rap. I was because I was like, I want to perform. So I was like, Yeah. Were you rap. writing raps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was you writing rap. I used to write lyrics. I, I can't tell you any yeah, off the top of my head. Uh, I, I couldn't even imagine. Let's see here. It's scary to me. Even the what's thought up? Of it, Jason. I'm the Latin lover. I'm gonna get up under your covers. Something like that. Some shit like that. <laughs> there you go. By the way, I don't see why that doesn't sell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's already catchy. I already yeah. That. I bought it. I just downloaded. You just downloaded. Yeah. It's already a song. It's already a song, man. If SoundCloud was out back then, I would be hitting it like crazy. So you're thinking I'm going to be a rapper. So now, I want to be a performer. I'm going to be a hearing, rapper. This is happening now. Something in your head clicked where yes. you're like, I can make money at this. Yes, I can do, do you remember something that? creative. Do you remember that moment um, where it was just not the, the life armor anymore? Probably my first job when I was around other people who were creative. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which we were just worked at a movie theater. They just happened to be creative people too. And we were like, oh, we should make T-shirts. We should do this. We we should open up a club. We just had this aspiration to do something. Right. And then, uh, of course, my mom was like, go to college, go to college, go to college, right? Um, and I was like, well, I, I, don't, I want to take a year off. I wanted to take a year off. You were like and set figure it on out. your mind. In your mind, yeah. you're, you're taking a she, year. Yeah, and I no, I didn't. She sent me strong, to, to strong Denton. woman? Denton? Denton. Don't I was like, all right, I'm going to Denton, right? Uh, so Denton is an hour above Dallas. So you got into school. I got into UNT. Yeah. So yeah. you're applying. So she says you better fucking fill stuff out. Because I'm a smart fucking dude. Right. This, you you're know? not wasting but, this. And I'll say this. Mm-hmm. This is the only reason I think I was a smart dude. Mm-hmm. was because I was in the dumb classes. <laughs> well, he has to I qualify a, why have, he's smart, right? Yeah. Like, I have a good, well, because most of, my, most of my teachers were coaches. Mm-hmm. And oh, so, so coach we, can't be a good teacher. Well, we took like my geography class. Uh-huh. The coach was like, "Here's a map of the United States. Color it." And we watched National Lampoon's European Vacation to learn about Europe. Do you know Europe? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can't. Well, I, I can't argue for the fact now. I do now. more. So I think <laughs> I was the smart guy in the dumb class because when I got put in the smart classes, right. I was the dumb guy. Okay, so you saw this as proof of of. Of dumbness, yeah. At this like point. when I went to like legit English right. class in in because uh, they they I got boosted up in all these good classes, right? So that kind of discourages you, yeah. And but I was also, like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but it's the same thing, you know. Like you talk about all these people have gone up together. Like that's the thing. They and, just learned from the yep. teachers that were teaching yep. them smart already. Yep. I was being taught dumb. But let me ask you, though, are you also thinking in your head, like, well, I don't want to be the Mexican who goes to college. I'm going to be the Mexican who works. You know what I mean? Like, was that a little thing? Well, I think it was, I want to figure it out. And yeah, so I went for six months and then I did end up just getting jobs. So I was like, well, that's that's what I, I understand jobs. That's what we've been pushed. You know, we we were taught classes to fill out applications where it's like always ask for minimum wage, always say you're open for whatever, don't ask for anything. Like that's what we were taught in classes, right? R- where it says salary ask, minimum were wage. Were you taught that in no, classes? No, absolutely not. You know, I was not taught that. In open, classes. open any day, and it was like if you don't put these two things, you will never get hired. That's what we were taught. Because I remember the first time I saw somebody in Dallas, a buddy of mine fill out an application, ask for ten dollars an hour. It blew my mind. I was like, they're never going to. And he got hired. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, well, I was told that you can't ask for more money. <laughs> right. Don't ask for anything. Just Don't say ask for yes. Minimum wage. Right. Take open the job. every day. Always we'll work available. holidays. Always available. Be wow. happy with what you get. Basically. Be happy with what you get. That's what we were taught. You know? And so no that's... wonder your mom wanted you to go to college. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, listen, just 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 go over here and check out what's going on yeah. before yeah, 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 you yeah. just like decide to chill out here. And her family was the more college family anyway. Mm-hmm. Like my my other cousins, you know, they moved off to Washington and things like that. Oh, they that. stayed so they, in that Catholic school. They didn't yeah, have to they get pulled left, out after out, three years. Yeah. So right. they were all out everywhere. I had cousins in Santa Monica, which is how I ended up in California eventually. But uh, okay. you know what? My first trip to California was 16 high school. And that's when I first realized. Oh, I, there's a life out here. So you go to visit your cousin? Yeah. And you go with your mom or you go with No, no, no. They send me off uh, for a uh, summer. Oh, just get ready. It's like just free summer camp. Yep. Yeah, go. And I was uh, hanging out in Santa Monica, and it was the first time I tried sushi. years old. Yep. In Santa Monica. Just just like, oh, this that's, is- That's kind of nice. This is vacation. an interesting life. And you had no like, idea? Had no idea. First time I tried calamari, just was like, oh, this- this is new to me, you wow. know, and then taking that bag and being like, I want to be in California. So and it started getting in my head. I want to be in California. I want well, to that be. was just the buzz. Yeah. And it's now happening. It's just in it there. got bit. 
Yeah, I got bit. But what I find interesting also is that up till this point now at 16 and doing what you're doing, you still haven't had like an adult influence go, yo, dude, come here, you're funny. Or come here, like you can do this. You're doing this on no. your own. Yeah, yeah no, you have no, not no. Have one, Every person around you, it seems, is going like, yo, go to college, your mom, great. But everyone else, don't apply for more than minimum nobody wage. nobody knew. Right. Really, it's it, th- nobody knew. Nobody knew. It was, it's not a route. You know, I, I'll say this. Uh... Senior English class, a teacher, a young teacher, mm-hmm. brought in a friend who was a writer from South Texas and is like, this guy's written a book. He's going to tell you guys about writing. And that hit me hard because he was up there. He's like, all right, guys, let me tell you about this shit. Wow. And I was like, oh, it's fucking adult oh, cursed. person. And it's like, yeah, it's right? a good thing. And he's like, everybody in their life has five stories. Every single person you meet has five stories. Now, us as writers, we have to learn those stories and present them for people. So you learn your five stories. You find other people's five stories, and you tell it for them because they're not going to tell it. And so that started clicking like, oh, I want to be a, a writer. I want to be a creative. That was probably the huh. first time an adult has ever pushed creative. And it was just from a guy coming into class? Just a guy coming into class. So you don't know where the— His oh. name was David Rice. David Rice. Did you yep. read his book? I have it. Yeah, yeah, I still have it. What's it called? Uh, it's a bunch of short stories. Jason, uh, will you look that up? We're gonna get it. We're gonna plug yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's like uh, we're gonna plug this guy's book right now. I mean, yeah. why not? It's, something it's, it's, the so pig. guy comes into fucking what? It's something like the pig? something the pig. Like give the, the pig, pig a chance. Give the pig a chance. Give the pig a chance by David Rice. Yeah. And so that was very was nice enough to come in and talk to the class. Talk to kids. And it, you heard him. And I heard him. Right. I don't know who else heard him. But you heard. But him. I heard him because it still stuck with me. Right. What did that do now? So it was that idea of like there's. There's a potential to be creative, right? And it doesn't just have to be work, you know. So I was like, "All right, there's potential here." Okay. And then I was in art class, things like that, but nobody really told me because I wasn't a good artist either. Right. I saw some other guys that were dope artists. You're like I can't. I was good enough. Not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that in me. Uh, went to UNT, hated it. It was a culture shock, like crazy. So like six months. Six months. That's it. That's and the only done. time. I, and done. Never went to college again. And you come that. back to McAllen. Went to Dallas. Because Dallas, that's where my mom's best college friends lived. Oh. And so I moved in there. And it's funny because this family mm-hmm. has, uh, at separate times, let different parts of my family live with them in Dallas to just get on their feet. That's so nice. Yeah. So oh, I lived man. I lived with them. I love people like that. Yeah. And I'm already watching stand-up. You know, I've already been watching, like, Carlin and Pryor and things like that. But have you been going to clubs also? Or no, no. I had no clue that was a thing. Had no idea. Because I was going to ask you that when you were in L.A., if you went to no, any no, clubs, no, no. nothing. You have no idea. Had no idea stand-up was a thing. Other I than, knew of it. Right. I knew that there was this thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what it meant other than these people tell funny stuff. Right. You know? Didn't know it was a career. Like I said, whoever's on TV, that's just how they were lucked into it. It's that idea of like, that's yeah, you got a sitcom. You're, I, Roseanne, in my head, lived in that fucking set. I didn't know beyond that. <laughs> You know, to yeah, me, it's like, I'm oh, that's you. it. So it's like, oh, okay, this is this is a star, the end, well, right? Right, that's Just it. Just had acceptance, well, you I, know? I, same thing. I, did, I had no idea that people could be these things. I thought no. that was for other people in other places. Like, when I came to L.A. and found out you could just do improv and stand-up, I was like, yeah. what? You can yeah. just do this if you want to? Yeah. Yep. Completely confused. Had no idea. No. Didn't and it, know that was option. And there's a bunch of other people around going like, we want to do it too. Like, you want to do it? We'll do it in a garage. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, like, yeah, all right, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. is this improv or are we agreeing to do something? Yeah, it's like both. Here. Yeah. Yeah, so, yes and everything. But really, this is fascinating because almost everyone else we've spoken to has had that person. 
who you know it's not David Rice. It's really like the teacher or the 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 relative. No man, or, it, it, it's and I see to comics me. with those stories, yeah. and I'm like, I wish I had that. You know, the whole like, oh, the teacher gave me five minutes. These teachers had no clue what five minutes after class was to perform. <laughs> My teachers had no idea. It's like if you were disrupting, you're just sent out. Right. No, stop <laughs> fucking around. Stop disrupting. The end. So you got to get a job in, in Dallas, right? Get a job in Dallas. So I've you... already worked in a movie theater before. Right. Just go apply movie theater. Minimum wage. Open any time. <laughs> They told was, you well. Was very Africa. surprised that it's like, oh my god, I'm getting paid five thirty five. Wow, this is legit. I could live off of this. Yeah, wow, in my yeah. Is... Oh, dude, when I went up to seven bucks, my mind was. Oh, you got a raise. Set. Oh, you were there yeah. for well, a minute. I, I was there for a while. All yeah. right, how long were you there for? I different realms. Uh, for the for three years, I was in 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 and out of that. Job. I worked at two different movie theaters. Yeah. I worked at the Merrick Twenty. You don't know, but anyway, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so I was there. We were I was concession, good. I was really well, started in concession. Mm-hmm, right, w- learned everything else. Learned right. how to be a projectionist. Learned how to put movies together. You learned how to be a projectionist. I was. I learned how to because the only way to become uh, in the union assistant manager was no. There's no union in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, right to work. It's AMC, man. Sorry, my bad. My bad. My bad. Sorry, uh, AMC. just to learn to because I was very good at. I'm always really good at my job. Mm-hmm. So I always got promoted, no right. matter what it was. I was a restaurant manager for some random reason. You know, I was an office manager for some, you know, and right. it's just because I was good at what I did. Right. Right. But um, you decided at this point when you left college, you said, I got to get a job. I got to get a job. Right, but are you deciding I got to get a job so I can pursue entertainment or I just got to get a job? I just got to get a job. I don't know what the fuck else I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. Really? So you're working I just at the need movies. start working. Yep. All right. I that's, got a car and I got a job. That's that's all I need I to figure out. I think this is the perfect spot because I heard you in my head going, this is a great time to take a break. This is a great time to take a break. Yeah, we'll be right oh, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah.